It's been an incredible week here in Minnesota. It's been awesome. So nice. The birds are chirping, the grass is green, and everything is just lush and vibrant. And guess what, Don? We're back. We We're back. <laughs> Welcome to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. It's so fun to be with you today. A highlight of our week. Before we begin this podcast, we just wanted to give you a few life updates. Travis, what has been going on this last week? Well, both of our Italian scooters are in the shop. I'm so excited. And it's funny you say you're excited because most people, when they hear that our uh, scooters are in the shop, they'd be like, oh, that's terrible news. But for us, we're amped. We're getting tuned up ready to go. We can't wait to get them back because we are going to be free. It's going to be so fun. It's funny. I actually drive a plum color Vespa scooter and yours is black. Yes. We love our scooters. We just zip all over Minneapolis-St. Paul. Yeah, it's just so fun hanging out, running around the Twin Cities, Minneapolis-St. Paul. Really the city of lakes. So many lakes. So pretty. So many trees. We just love it, don't we, Dom? We do. Like out there, 85, 90 degrees, can't wait. It's freedom. Right. It's like adult recess. That's yeah. what it is. We have to break on our state in Minnesota, you know, during the summer because it's nice. In the winter, not quite as nice. Don't come to Minnesota in the winter. <laughs> Don't waste your time. Yeah, it's so it's cold. It's just cold. Well, we have an exciting week coming up. I know we get to do something that we've been looking forward to for a while. It's going to be unbelievable. Like, we, really great. Yeah, we get to babysit our grandson for a whole week. Our son and his wife, they're going on a trip to Hawaii, and we get to have, you know, have our son, our grandson grandson for the week. I'm so looking forward to it. To wake up to him every morning. He's just so smiley and happy. Feed him cotton candy for breakfast and three musketeers (laughs) for lunch and we're just going to stay up all night right. and scream and play and build forts. Oh, Lots yeah. of fun. And to make it even better, we got your birthday coming up this oh. week, Don. I can't wait. We get a grandson and then we're going to throw a party for you and have an absolute blast. You're like the most important person in the world to me. So I get super excited to celebrate your birthday. But your birthday is really unique and cool for another reason. Why is that, Don? It is. Yep. You know, I am actually more excited about my birthday now than I've ever been because <laughs> my grandson grandson was born on my birthday. One year ago. Yes, one year ago. So we actually get to celebrate him this year. I want to be in the background a little bit, and I just want to give him all the celebration. I'm so excited. Again, he'll be here for the week, and then we end with his birthday party at our house. It's going to be a wonderful week. Well, this week we're going to be doing a two-week series on raising kids. And we've actually entitled it Raising Adults Helping Little Ones Become Big Ones. I can't believe we did that. I love that title. <laughs> yeah. Oh, raised little, little kids. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. became big kids. And Which they're is adults now. Crazy. Because yes. you're just trying to survive when they're little, oh. right? But I love the title Raising Adults. By the way, that's just one that's floating around out there. We didn't invent it, but that's what moms and dads that are listening or around the world are doing. They're yeah. raising adults, but helping little ones become big ones. And ultimately, that's what it's all about, is enjoying your kids, but making sure they enjoy life right. when they become adults. And parenting is such a huge part of marriage, because you have to make sure that you're you know, in unity, unified when it comes to parenting. Otherwise, it will really... Um, destroy your marriage. Yeah, you really do. Because the way that you raise your children, uh, your kids has been a source we've noticed in a a friction of tension in a lot of marriages. And so being on the same page, like you said, Don, is phenomenal. It's really, really vitally important. We've learned a lot of lessons along the way, haven't we, Travis? 
We have. When it comes to parenting. Too many. And we've made a lot of mistakes. Like that one time? I know. Can you believe I said that, Don? No, I was actually really shocked. I think we were all shocked when you said that. <laughs> I was shocked. Yeah. It just came out. I'm sure you about had a heart attack. Well, guys, what we're talking about is one day and there was one moment that I am very not proud of, actually super embarrassed of as a parent. Now, some of you might be wondering what we are referring to. Well, we're talking about an event that that took place in our minivan Yeah, one the green day. minivan. The green minivan <laughs> that our son puked in the backseat yep. of that one time. A lot of memories in that minivan. Oh my gosh. But this particular memory, we were on an annual family trip and our kids, they were just getting to me. You remember, oh. Don? It was a hot summer day. We were on our family trip and the kids were just at each other's throats. Yep. I mean, they were fighting left and right. And I was, you know, they were getting sick of being in the car so long. And I was frustrated. They, they had been fighting and arguing, and I got so angry. Here's what happened. I yelled at them, and then I dropped the F-bomb on them. Yep, you did just <sighs> say the F-bomb. Like, it, like, you came dropped out. It. Like, yeah. I know and you're a pastor, but you did drop the F-bomb. horrible. I can't even believe I'm admitting it out loud. But it's true. I'm a human. <laughs> I make mistakes. I don't even think that word. No, you don't but say that But that day, ever. I got so angry, so frustrated. It came out. And it was an epic, epic failure. One of the worst days of my life as a parent. Why? Because I was so frustrated and I let it get the best of me. I know, Travis. I think we were all shocked. Our jaws dropped and then it was silence. And you know what? The kids stopped fighting. I know that wasn't the goal, but we were just shocked. But again, you guys, we have made many oh, mistakes. Oh, we've made so many mistakes. Being parents. And as you guys know, this is a marriage podcast, but we talk about a lot of things in life beyond marriage. And one of the things that define us, you know, Travis and I personally, outside of being a married couple who is in love and genuinely wants to be around each other, is that we are parents. And parenting is definitely a part of our marriage. We loved being parents, you know, when we had our kids when they were first little and raising them. It was a blast. And we especially love our kids who have now become adults and are are now raising their own kids, which is actually crazy to think about. So how do we become parents? I know. I mean, <laughs> that actually sounds like a bad how question. How do you do it? Yes. I mean, we know the birds and the bees. I mean, we know how to right. become parents. Yeah, but that part. You know what? We got pregnant with our son on our one-year anniversary and we waited a couple more years and then we got pregnant with our daughter. Yeah. And Don, it's not like they gave us a manual or a training class at the hospital before we took our kids home. We just brought them home right. and boom, we're instant <laughs> parents. We had help at the right. hospital. Once we got home, we didn't have any help. I was actually scared to death to become a parent because I didn't know what I was doing you were, at all. You, you were I was scared. young. I was scared. Yeah. <laughs> I was way too young but, to have but, a child. <laughs> and it's interesting because we were scared, but we were actually really excited. Don, I remember having a dream that we were going to have a son. This is when you first got pregnant with our first child, yeah. Alex. And I remember all of a sudden in the dream, I'm awake and I'm sitting in church and he's my son. Our son is in my lap. And all of a sudden he looks up at me and he says, hey, dad, how's it going? <laughs> the problem was in my dream, he was like six months old. And he's starting to like have this huge conversation with me. And then he just goes off and he just starts talking and talking and talking. And I remember waking up the next morning. I said, Don, we're going to have a son and he's going to talk a lot right. and he's going to be super intelligent. I remember intelligent. that day when you told me that. 
And I was guessing, but based on my dream, I was like, this is what's going to happen. And it's funny because that is exactly what we had. Exactly. That's what happened. We had a son. He smiles a lot. He talks a lot. He's super intelligent. He's a learner. He went to college, became an engineer, and now he's a pastor with his wife, Katie, who is also a pastor. And we're crazy proud of our kids. And together, you and him both talk a lot. And I love that because, you know, when I'm out of words... You've always had our son. You guys could just talk forever, but he's an amazing person. And then, of course, we always wanted yes. a daughter. After we had our son, yep. we were like, what would it be like to have a daughter? And you I always have... wanted a daughter I could name Samantha. I love that you name did. since I was a little girl. You had told me that your whole life, right. ever since I met you when you were 14. Well, then Samantha came, our daughter, and she couldn't have been more beautiful, cuddly, amazing little girl. It was really cool too, because immediately we could tell she had an imagination that she was uber creative, super talented, creative. Yep. Yep. And she started to grow up and we could see very quickly that she was gifted with music. Very, very good with music. I think now she plays several instruments, but I remember back then when she started playing the piano and she continued to get better and better. And it was so fun watching her while she's crazy, crazy creative. And she currently leads the photography team at her church and her husband leads the video team. And they are just an awesome, awesome couple. I mean, we're super proud of them, aren't we, Don? We love being parents, but we're crazy proud of our kids. We are. Now, Don, going back to parenthood, I always like to tease parents. I ask them a really inappropriate question just to be funny. I always ask them when they have multiple kids, I say, which is your favorite kid? (laughs) You do. (laughs) It's awful. And again, just to be funny, and I think they're always kind of jarred that I ask them that, but their their mind starts... expressions are shocked. (laughs) Definitely. And their minds start, you know, going. And I I never, of course, want them to answer. I just want to see the reaction on their face. And I say that it's an inappropriate question because you're not supposed to ask a parent which kid they like best. It's an unwritten rule. (laughs) Why? Because if someone asked me that question, I would have to say both of our kids. We like them equally as much. We love them both. We would die for our kids and we We would would. die without them. I love Alex and Sam, Jason and Katie. They're so important to us. So we're talking about parenting today and we have definitely had some parenting failures like Travis you mentioned that you had dropped the f bomb that one (laughs) time and we can all remember it but it was just that one time I know I have yelled at our kids one too many times we have lacked patience and we have allowed the frustration and other parts of our lives to have you know we've had a shorter fuse with our kids at times and I know personally, as a couple, we have argued many yeah, times in front of our kids, yeah. unfortunately. When they were growing up, there yeah. were times on and off we would be arguing in yes. front of them when we should have went to the bedroom and shouldn't have done that in front of them. Definitely a big regret, Don. Hey friends, we'll get right back to the episode, but we just wanted to say if this podcast has encouraged you in any way, please consider sharing it on social media, leave us a review, and be sure to subscribe. We'd also love to hear from you, so feel free to leave a comment. And for more information about Travis or Don Rosinger, go to lovingthefight.com. So we are coming to you today knowing, you know what? We have raised kids, but we have had many failures, but 
we also believe that, you know, we have some advice, some wisdom that we'd like to just give you today. And we want to answer the question, you know, what? what's the best way to take these little ones we are blessed with and raise adults? The title of this podcast is Raising Adults, Helping Little Ones Become Big Ones. <laughs> we want to take some time in this episode and the next one to share some of the things that we learned along the way while raising adults ourselves because somehow we did it. But before we get into that, we want to settle some misconceptions about parenting like this. You can't and you won't be a perfect parent. In fact, your kids will learn from your mistakes if you let them and if you own your mistakes. Another misconception is this. Kids won't die if they don't have their way. I just, you see in the grocery <laughs> store, there's that tug of war, you know, at the candy aisle. You know what? They're not going to die if they don't get their way. And they're also not going to die if they don't get electronics. I know that one's wow. huge right it's now. It's a really good one. I love that we're talking about misconceptions, Don, because in our minds as parents, there are times when there are certain things that we're like, oh no, if I don't do this, if I don't do yeah. that, everything's going to go off the rails and my kids will, yes. won't grow up correctly and won't become well-adjusted adults. And it's just not true. Another misconception is this. Your child won't die if they don't have every safety option known to man. Most kids are actually really resilient. I know, Don. One example, there was a kid on the news the other night. He got bit by a shark down in Florida, like bit, layers and he layers, oh. blood everywhere. And then they were interviewing him and his family and he's playing on the playground yep. and he's doing amazingly well. And they're about to go on another family vacation to, to that the same beach. spot. Yep. <laughs> another misconception that we have is, you know, we, I think, all fear that we're going to turn into our parents, right? <laughs> you won't turn into your parents. However, you will feel like you're channeling them sometimes because we've learned some habits from them, but you won't turn into your parents. That's your choice, your option. Another misconception is your kids won't die if you don't make it to every one of their sporting activities. You don't have to go to every single one of their practices and every single one of their games. You know what? They will be okay. And I wonder if it might actually be healthy to miss one every now yep. and then so that they don't take you for granted. The last misconception, which is huge, is discipline won't kill your child. Them being raised without the concept of boundaries is way more dangerous than if you actually just discipline them. Yeah, discipline is boundaries. It's results right. of not behaving correctly or doing the wrong things. Such a good thing to make sure that you have in your kids' lives. So, all right, we're going back to the question, what's the best way to raise adults? That's what yes. this episode is on. Again, the title, Raising Adults, Helping Little Ones Become Big Ones. So how do you do that? What are some of the keys? Well, we wanted to share with you guys today that are listening, those of you that are parents or grandparents or whoever you are, we wanted to share what we learned along the way and, and hopefully be able to sharpen each other. Yes. And so here's what we learned and what we taught our kids. Some of the most really core foundational yes. things that we Solid wanted to teach our kids yep. as they were growing up. And we did teach them. The first one is this. We taught them that love is the most important thing, period. That's what we taught our kids. We believed early on in our kids' lives that we wanted them to feel love, to feel loved, and to see us love them, to see us love each other as a husband and wife, and to see us love our family, to see us love our friends, and to see us love those we didn't even know. Strangers. We wanted them to know that the best way to respond to evil or an attack from another person is with a loving 
response. It was so important to us, wasn't it, Don? It is, yep. To be able to teach our kids that love is the most important thing. And so, parents, we want to challenge you. What happens if you don't teach them about love? Right, yeah. And some of you might be like, well, I am. I'm loving my kids. That's how I'm teaching them. No, we're talking about literally having conversations yep. and explaining to them in detail or helping them understand some of these things. Not only explaining, but modeling it for them. They are watching your lives. Another thing that we taught our kids, which is vital, just this core foundation is Jesus is the only way to heaven and that he is a perfect picture of love. His death on the cross proved that he is love since he was willing to sacrifice his own life and take on his own body the sins of the world. His ability to come back from the dead and overcome death also proved that he is the only way to heaven that love wins. Jesus wins. And that was a huge foundation tool that we wanted to teach our kids. And again, we want to challenge you parents out there. Teach your kids about Jesus. Teach them that Jesus is the epitome of love and that he proved that love wins because he overcame the power of sin and death. Well, we also taught our kids that authority is to be respected, stewarded, and given. We never wanted our kids to view people in authority as evil no, or bad. No. We didn't walk around and say, oh no, look at that person over there. They're in authority. You you need to be afraid of them. We certainly were able to share with our kids about the abuse of power that humans can inflict on other humans, but we still wanted to make sure they knew that authority ultimately comes from God. We wanted them to fear God as the ultimate authority. And when we say fear God, we're talking about respect, right. have reverence and honor for God. But we also wanted to teach them the authority of people that were older than them, that they would have respect for those that were either uh, in a position of authority above them or, again, somebody who was older and just being respectful. Don, I remember when you and I were raising our kids for over four years, we lived in Tennessee and they were required in the schools there to say yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, or right. no, sir. If they didn't, there would be a serious consequence there for was, it. Yep. Yeah. So we did not plan on raising our kids with that level of reverence, you know, for them always having to address adults with, in authority over them with grave respect. It wasn't something that had really crossed our mind, but even though it wasn't a part of our culture, we ended up really loving the idea and having our kids be so respectful to those in authority and those that are older than them. And so respect in the South was great, at least for us. And then we moved our kids and our family back to the North. And now at that point, we realized that a lot of kids didn't respect their teachers and a lot of kids didn't respect their parents yeah. and they would mouth off to them. And certainly we're not trying to give the North a black guy. There's plenty of great kids and great parents, but it was shocking. It the was kids different. had Big to be difference. so respectful yep. down there. And we came back and they would be disrespectful right. up here. I know another thing that we taught our kids, again, a foundational thing that we taught them was we taught them serving others through volunteering. We took them on missions trips and service projects, and we taught them that that should just be a normal part of their lives. That is why we made it a priority to, you know, save up and take them on a mission trip, to work together on service projects, and to feed and clothe those in need. I remember one of those mission trips that we did take them on. 
when we were, you know, cleaning our tools in this well of water, I remember the missionaries told us, do not drink that water because the water was contaminated. But our kids saw everybody else in that community drink from that same well and they were baffled. It really, you know, caused a lot of stress on them. They felt bad that the water that we were, you know, cleaning our tools with, they were drinking with, but we weren't allowed to drink that water. It was really tough in our kids' minds, certainly tough on us, but they were like, wow, we could get sick or die. And yet the community was allowing the kids to drink that dirty water, but they had no other options. There was no other water. That changed their lives. That trip and that experience changed their lives. So this is just a challenge to you parents out there. Take your kids on a missions trip. You know, practice serving with them in the community. Make sure that they are able to expose, you know, expose themselves to other people that are in need. Another thing that we taught our kids is this. Having a spiritual compass is one of the most important things in life. We taught them about spiritual direction and how when you get off slightly, just a little bit spiritually, it could take you way off in years to come. We wanted them to be aware that there were some people who didn't realize that they could find their way spiritually and that there were those who once knew Jesus but had chose to drop their spiritual compass and walk away. So we wanted to do what the Bible says in Proverbs 22, 6. We wanted to, to raise our kids to go a certain specific direction spiritually. It says in Proverbs 22, 6, start children off on the way they should go. And even when they're old, they will not turn from it. Yes, this passage could mean, you know, train your kids up with the type of personality, job, or even type of spouse that they should marry, but it definitely includes helping them know their spiritual way. Mom and dad, don't make church attendance or yeah. reading the Bible or praying with your kids an option. Live it out, model it for them, and challenge them, require them, train them right. to do these things. Another thing that we taught our kids that we feel and believe that is just a huge priority for us was that we taught them that the purest form of truth can only be found in the Bible. We wanted to make sure our kids knew that the Bible could be trusted and that it contained more wisdom and direction for how to live a good life than any other book around. That is why we expected and we encouraged our kids to read the Bible and to memorize scripture. We also made sure that they were involved in Bible teaching, you know, in in youth group and, you know, kids church, and that they were involved on their level so that they could continue to grow and understand the Bible for themselves. And I think it's important because, you know, we can't trust the news media and we can't trust everything in society that, you know, what, what they're screaming at us and telling us. But we can always trust in the Bible. And we wanted to make sure our kids knew that. In 2 Timothy 4.3, it says this, For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations. Again, you guys, the Bible is the only thing that is pure truth, 100% truth. I am so thankful that we taught our kids that because as adults now, that's where they're going for truth. Oh man, it's so important because mom and dad, if they don't have that anchor of truth, this world, this society is going to tell them what supposedly is true and it's not. It's a lie. It's false. And so the Bible is like one of the ultimate compasses, one of the ultimate places that you can find truth, the place 
Uh, we also taught our kids that church was one of the most special places on earth. We did. It was important to us. And that church was what Jesus commissioned the followers that he left behind on this earth to be. We brought our kids to church all the time, and they were expected to t- attend church till they moved out of our house. I mean, we wanted them to know that the healthiest people in life are not those who stick to themselves and are always at home in isolation on their couch. Instead, we made sure that our kids understood the powerful and positive side of being a part of a Jesus community, of those that love Jesus, the church. But we also wanted to make sure that they understood that it was made up of humans that would let them down. We didn't, you know, paint this picture of the church that it was perfect and they would never run into, you know, conflict or issues. But we did want them to know that the church is powerful and it's so important. I remember a great impact that the church had on our kids. I remember the worship leader one time at our church, he asked our 11-year-old daughter to be able to play the piano and kind of open a song. There were 800 people there that day, and she was going to do the lead intro on this song and then play with the band throughout the rest of the song. And the night before, he told her to, to transpose it to a different key. And it was just like, wow, this is incredible. He showed so much confidence in her and really challenged her. And it had such a powerful impact on our kids. All those experiences, the good and the bad. Well, again, we are not perfect parents and we have made a lot of mistakes, but these were some foundational things that we needed to teach our kids. And being married, obviously parenting affected our marriage and we needed to make sure that we were in unity and we agreed on these foundational things that we just talked to you guys about. So we just want to encourage you, mom and dad, if you're listening to us, out there right now, we are proud of you. Choosing to raise amazing adults who are great kids is such a high calling and responsibility. Yes, it can be one of the toughest and sometimes thankless jobs on the planet, but these little ones are depending on you. The future of the next generation and possibly the world depends on great parents like you. You guys, don't give up. Run the race. And you know what? You will cross the finish line. Oh, man. It's so worth it. Parents, you're doing a great job. Every day you're waking up. You're loving on your kids. You're willing to die for them. You discipline. You do the hard things. And you just love them. And that is so cool. Again, we've been talking about raising adults, helping little ones become big ones. Because they they will become become big ones. (laughs) They're like seeds. And all of a sudden, one day, they are adults. And they're having kids. Well, here's the thing. Next week is going to be part two, and we're going to dig into a deep dive on just really talking about some lifestyle things that we did to raise our kids. And so we want to share those secrets, those lifestyle rhythms of parenting with you parents out there. And if you know parents, man, be sure to tell them to catch this week's and next week because we're really, really excited. It's going to be some great stuff that we'd love to share with you. We just want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight marriage podcast. Remember, you can do it. You've got this. Don't forget to keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. If this podcast encouraged you, then be sure to share it with others that you care about through your Facebook page, Instagram, or other social media channels. Please hit the subscribe button if you have not subscribed. And please click like and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. For more conversations about marriage and what it takes to make sure that you are loving the fight, visit us at lovingthefight.com. See you next time.